Hi, I'm Kenna Danielle, and you are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Good morning, Montgomery County. Morning's Lone Star here on IRLoneStar.com and Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Hanging out with Skippy. Hello. Hope, hope you guys are doing good. It's going to be a beautiful day today. Uh, well, not really. Uh, but, yeah. That's, <laughs> sorry, I messed that up. 68 degrees outside right now. 82 is going to be the high today. Low tonight is going to be 68. 30% chance throughout the day until about 7 p.m. And then it should be clear for the rest of the night. Back for Monday. I thought I had Jerry do today, but it's next Monday. So, right. folks, we will. Are we gonna have a show next Monday? Yeah, or, we'll you, have a show next Monday. So you're getting someone to? I will sucker somebody into to actually operating the board. My emergency backup deck. So yeah, we always gotta have one of those. Right. Uh, yeah. So we want. I won't be here next Monday for Jerry. I really. I woke up this morning and I just. I thought I had it for like four hours. I woke up and I was like moving around. I'm like I gotta get home. I gotta get get get, get to the station. Get early. And then uh, I didn't have it. It's next Monday. So at least I just have to walk across the street. And then like when they don't pick me because I can be like, yeah, I have a Confederate flag in my car. My car. <laughs> See, I'm a local celebrity. My what? job requires me to be on the air every morning. No, what, what is, like, you know, someone would say there, there's the tricks of getting out of jury duty. What do you think that there are tricks that actually work besides, like, being a mom or being pregnant or actually like obligations to other things you cannot miss not that i condone tricks because I, I i personally think that jury duty is an awesome well, I mean, responsibility more of, but well, you're sitting there and they're going to ask you questions i imagine like they deter they, they figure out what you are about and what are they looking for well here's the thing the judge and the attorneys they know the people going oh yeah i hate all white people so i don't you know they'll say well you just need to get over it can i say i have, I have ibs IBS. 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 Oh, wait, what's Irritable that? bowel syndrome? <laughs> you think if I said that, that, that'd be like... They'd require you to provide a note from your doctor. Okay. But, so, not that I'm condoning it, but I remember one time, because I've never been picked for a jury, and I've always been bummed about that. The closest I ever got to, I was near the end of the selection process, and then finally they were telling us what the case was about. And one time, many, many years ago, I uh, was riding a bicycle and got hit by a car. Oh, wow. Nothing radical, but, it you know, it happened. Well, the incident was about someone suing a car because he was riding on a bicycle and the car hit him. And they asked, has anyone ever been in this situation? And I had to raise my hand, and that got me out of it right there. Because you can say, well, yeah, I can be uh, unbiased either way, but if you're in the identical situation. So hypothetically, if, you, I'm not saying use this to get out of jury duty, but if there's a situation where, you know, you wait, if you're going to the final round and you really want out of it, wait till they tell you what the case is about and then just say you were 
Yeah, I'm not really. A, this is my first year of duty. You know, it's funny is when I when I saw it, I go, they finally got me. Because <laughs> I always wondered. I, I I registered to vote right when I turned 18. Like, what what puts you on the jury list? When you get your ID or what? Like, how what puts you on the list? Yeah, basically, it's being of age. Uh, I, I I believe the primary way they they find you is through driver's license, but you don't have to have a driver's license to be on a jury. Because that's what I'm trying to figure out when they finally. Because I I when we moved up here, when I moved up here, that's when I had registered everything, like where I could vote, all that kind of stuff. Because you know I like doing those things, and that's when I got it. So folks, just don't do that. Just don't don't register at all, so you don't have to go to jury duty. <laughs> or do it. I think it's a uh... no. Don't don't try to tell people it's the right thing to do. It's you know it's like oh it's a right that we give like voting. Oh no no just don't go. Okay. We need to have those tribunal courts where it's just unjust and it's swift. Yeah, jury lists are compiled from voter registrations and driver license state ID renewals, which kind of surprises me because they're, you know, it's the whole point. That's, I think it's all, more, all the more reason to have some kind of free state-sponsored ID for those who don't drive, and that, that handles the voting ID situation. Yeah. So, yeah. But Dick, I, I hope you make it in. I hope me you too. Get, I, I hope, hope I get, get like civic duty. I get a capital murder case or like a real juicy one, and we have a scene like in Twelve Angry Men, and I'm sitting there. It's like this is just like the movie, man. Be the lone holdout just because you can. Oh, I think the guy is guilty. I just don't want. I start talking about yet. knives and stuff. Like, what's this guy talking about? It's like it's a different kind of knife. You can get it on the corner store. I'm I'm impressed. You are actually uh, referencing properly Twelve Angry Men. I know. I like that movie a lot. Nice. So or maybe I, the play. I don't know. I like. I just like the night. I think it's 1940. No. Yeah, it Henry Fonda was in yeah. the in the movie. Great play too. They even remade it for TV. And what uh, Jack? I can't pronounce his last name correctly. Like, not Lemon. Lennon Lemon. Well, Jack Lemon. Yeah. Lemon. That's uh, how you pronounce his last. Yeah, he yeah. made a, t- a TV one. Mm-hmm. And it was almost as good. Yes, very much so. And I've seen various productions of it. They have 12 Angry Men, 12 Angry Women, 12 Angry Jurors. Um, oh, speaking of movies, I did watch Logan over the weekend. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. You mean like the X-Men one? Right. Okay. Well, then you don't just stop there. Thank, <laughs> thank you for telling me what you did. Thank you very much. No, I, I did watch it because, you know, you were telling me about it. I thought it was very well done. It was obviously very different from a typical X-Men movie. Yeah. Uh, a little grim, relentlessly grim, I felt. Felt bummed that some, certain characters met their demise. In, I don't want to say anticlimactic, but you'd want them to uh, go out in a blaze of glory, and they don't. He's like, really? This is how this person ends? Uh, so that being well, said... Yeah, I, it was strange to me about that movie, if you're a big fan of the, the X-Men movies. It, it doesn't seem like it's connected to anything outside of Logan, besides the actors. I mean, like storyline wise and all that kind of stuff, because they kind of do a lot of catch up for you that had nothing to do with the other movies. Right. Like you well, don't need to see, you don't need to see any X Men movie ever. This then, is a total standalone. Correct. The implication, because I was reading like behind the scenes stuff, was the X Men movie Days of Future Past when Logan returns to this altered timeline. This future happens seven years after that. So yeah, but they don't tell you that. No, but yeah, so. you had to dig into it or you know find the director's notes where it says yeah, this, this was our thought. So, not a bad film. Very, very grown up. It had all the violence of Deadpool, but none of the humor. Yeah, it's true. 
There was uh, one thing they did, and this is going to be really cool. You should check out. Check out the C- CGI of Logan, like of him, the character. Mm-hmm. They did so much post CGI of him to make him look old, and then especially in the the twist at the end, like the young one. It's crazy how much detail they put into just making it look like an old person. Wow. Because it looked good. He looked good. Like, yeah, he, but if you want to make him look old, just hire me and put a wig yeah. on it. Oh, yeah, totally. That would work. I could be old Logan, old man Logan. Well, you know what I did uh, for a change this weekend? I saw a comedy show. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we, uh, Holly and I found our Sunday kind of empty East for Easter. We decided not to do anything with family. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, we, do you want to get out? Do you want to go do something? And I go, give me a second. And I looked on. I go on the internet to see what's going on, and there was a comedy show down the road. So it was nice. It's like stand-up comedy? Stand-up comedy. It was basically like a uh, Houston collective, and they do it every Sunday over there. It's called The Secret Group. The and Secret it, Group? Yes, yeah, The Building. Okay. And they do different shows, different comedy shows. And, uh, yeah, it was neat. I, I, How was the comedy? It was actually very refreshing. I was because I try to tell Holly, I was like, you know, these guys aren't as polished as you see the guys on TV because those dudes on TV work on the same set. These guys are just trying out new material, I bet. So it's gonna be a lot of fun. And uh, it was, it was, it was very, very different. And Holly's like, you should do it. She tried to sign me up. I don't like because after they're done for the show, they can do open mic. Mm-hmm. And she was trying to get me to do it. And I kid you not, I was like, all right, let me write down some jokes I've been working on. And one of the jokes, the guy literally started doing. Right when I was about to, like, I was, and I was like, oh, there goes that one. You get five <laughs> minutes. And, uh, yeah, and I had this whole little set about, you know, we were talking about the engagement rings and about how men don't have to wear them and women do. And I had, like, a little spiel about that. But this guy literally started talking about it. I'm like, this he guy. He stole your joke. He reached into your mind and stole your joke. But outside that, it was good. Well, cool. That's, that sounds fun. Yeah. I, I'm surprised that there was a Easter comedy show but i guess people going out there needed needed a pick me up yeah well what i love is we made the horrible mistake you should never make when you go to comedy clubs don't sit right in the middle right in front of the stage correct you'll get called out you will and they didn't believe my name was dick so it was like an ongoing joke among the dudes and like literally while i was leaving <laughs> they go hey dick where are you going and i was like I gotta go he is risen and as i left and then <laughs> that was that was my joke for them Thank you very much. We'll be right back. You'll listen to Mornings Lone Star. It's going to be Skippy and I all day till 11. So you can join in 936-647-3776 or, or, or Facebook message us on Facebook with Mornings with Lone Star. We're brought to you by Centurion Wealth Advisors. Who else? Conroe Coffee. And who else? Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. There we go. We'll be right back after this short break, folks. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning.
Hello, welcome back. 9:21 on a Monday morning, April the second, the day after, the day after Easter and April Fool's Day. In case, because you know, no one mentioned either on Facebook. I was really surprised. Ha! I'm joking. That's all there was. Um, but it is the day after. We got big uh, baseball stuff going on. If Jake uh, like calls in or something, he can tell us all about it. But apparently, the Astros have a big like ring ceremony today. I th- did they get the rings today from the World Series? And oh, I know. Game tonight. Yeah. You figured they already get those when they, yeah. One would have thought, but apparently it's like the presentation. Oh, you mean they don't just splurge the money and they make two different rings for whoever wins the game? And then they melt down the other ones? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> with sad music in the background? Yeah, right. Put it on uh, eBay. Did you see that the uh, LA Dodgers stadium had uh, a septic leak during the game? No. Yeah, their toilets by the bullpen are the where yeah, it's like all started leaking, and it smelled really bad apparently. And their team or the other team? Both. Oh, like okay. they had so it wasn't they a had, setup. Yeah, they had something wrong. It was pretty funny. Oh, see, that's what happens when you spend three billion dollars on a stadium and you cut corners. You yeah. want to build a stadium? Go all out. Spend five billion on it. It's going to a good cause. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think that was in in the in the voting deal, in the proposition. Yeah, well, yeah, because the county usually has to go on a ballot about to get the uh, the bonds for it, and usually it's like, oh, this stadium will cost the taxpayers nothing or next to nothing, and of course it balloons out. Well, no, what I love if if I remember correctly, number wise, is if like back in the day it was like, oh, we need 150 million to build a stadium, mm-hmm. and now it's like we need 1.3 billion. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, that was only 10 years ago. So what's going on? What are we building? Yeah, here? inflation does not count for it. it. It's We got to make them bigger and better. And I'm not dogging professional sports in, in that context. I just wonder too many times there are things that, you know, potholes, schools, police force, fire department training. Oh, there's no money, but there's always a bond. Well, I mean, I, I always wonder why they just don't say, hey, you can build it, but you just get a tax break for X amount of years. Like, you have a private company, like, yeah, you can build energy area, buy the land, pay the tax on that, but then every, for the next 10 years, you don't have to pay property tax on it mm-hmm. because we want you to build this here. Yeah, there, yeah, you know, with proper incentives, I, I think you could sc- still get the teams in, but like, let's look at Los Angeles right now. They're building two and then you can rent it out to football the city. stadiums. They, they have two. Well, then you rent it out to the city. Like, oh, you want to have yeah. a rodeo here? Yeah, we'll, we'll charge you. Very good point. Because we have, uh, we don't have any more stadiums do here in the Houston area, do we? We've got Toyota Center for the basketball. We've got we the so- Dynamo Center, we have soccer, and then we have, uh, then we have the yeah, Minute Maid Park. Because I don't know what they would do. Energy well, if they decide to move a hockey team here. Because we had one. Well, we had the AHL. The uh, but they used well, they used the Toyota Center. But I don't think they're going to have an NHL team in Toyota. I think that was like the guy who owned it. Because we're never doing that. <laughs> <laughs> so they would have to find a stadium. I'll be dead. Well, they could always go out to the, uh, what is it, the aerodrome? Maybe they can convert Lakewood. <laughs> Yet again. I remember when Lakewood was called the Summit. Yeah. And then Compact Center and then Lakewood Church. I'm getting old. Do you know any other person, other churches that have a stadium? That have a stadium or yeah. were in the, a stadium? In the United, like in the world. Because like, they purchased a stadium for their congregation 
Well, here's the thing. Some churches, you know, especially the smaller ones, you know, there's, they'll do a storefront. They'll do a old stop and go, you know, they'll find whatever they can in the, uh, the, the price range. This just went the other way around. The Lakewood needed something even bigger than what they had. It's like we, we got 10,000 people coming every Sunday. You know, I believe there's a need. Like, they fill it out. I was just thinking, like, you know, you're sitting there going, oh, you know what would be the best option for us? What? Buying a stadium. Well, I, well I, lucky I, us, the summit's available. And I think that's what happened. I think it was a perfect storm when Compact Center was, was you know, yeah. Rockets were like, oh, we want an even newer stadium. And, you know, we won a couple of championships, so we, we have the the leverage. And I think Osteen and company was like, this is our chance. So kind of a perfect storm of, of getting them in there. But uh, what else happened? Oh, um. I didn't see it, but I hear it's on Hulu, so I'm gonna have to uh, think I'm gonna catch it. You know, they did one of those live musicals again on on TV, and it was Jesus Christ Superstar. That they did it last night. Oh, okay. Uh, they had John Legend playing Jesus and Alice Cooper playing Herod. And uh, Facebook was just lighting up on it long. Of course, you know people know I'm in theater. And so I have a lot of theatrical type friends who would watch something like this. And so I didn't need to watch the actual production. I was just keeping up with Facebook. Oh, that was great. Oh, his voice was terrible. Oh, this was wonderful. Uh, but I think across the board, first off, I'm not an NBC fan, but hats off to them for actually putting on a Christian musical on Easter. Um, you heard about how people were, were poo-pooing Google because Google will put up, you know, they'll change their, their search page for anything or like read a book day. Uh, for 18 years now, they've opted not to recognize Easter on their page. And they say, well, we don't do religious holidays, but you got Christmas, you got Halloween, which is technically a religious holiday. Uh, so, but yeah, Jesus Christ Superstar, apparently uh, big numbers came in. It was a good production from what I hear. So if you saw it, let me know if I want to waste my time today watching it on Hulu. Give us a call, 936-647-3776, or any other topics you want to talk about. Uh, and it, kind of a slow news day today. I did notice that Ethan Couch, you know, remember the affluenza teen? Yeah, he's released today. He got released. And uh, Mothers Against Drunk Driving President uh, Colleen Sheehy Church, not too happy about it. Because apparently he, he served two years for busting parole and running to... Uh, Mexico, but I'm trying to remember if he, he never actually served time for the original no. crime. He got off of the original crime. That was the big joke. But then why did he go to, oh, no, 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 that's right. He, he got busted for partying and, and busting the terms of his uh, probation and went south on that. So two years, I guess the kid got off relatively easy for, for what he did. Think he learned his lesson, Dick? I have no idea. I don't want to pretend to be in his shoes. <laughs> but I wouldn't mind being the jury of a person on that. You know, hey, he was originally there. That's interesting. What I if really... you get like an OJ case where it's like going to take a year? Because I got to pay you for the year. Well, that might not be a bad gig. We can do the radio show <laughs> like from that. the room. Yeah, live of This is Dick Just. Hey, you wouldn't believe what from the jury room. We had tuna today. Uh. <laughs> You're listening to Morning's Lone Star. We're going to take a music break. We'll be right back. IRLoneStar.com and Lone Star Community Radio. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, 
Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. All right, welcome back. Maury's Lone Star, IRLoneStar.com. we got a full lineup today on your community radio station. Check it out, IRLoneStar.com slash show calendar. We've got talk radio, got music, all the good stuff today on this beautiful Monday. It is April 2nd, and uh, it is the weather's actually very nice uh, for right now for what's supposed to be. Uh, for now. For now. 68 degrees outside. The high today is going to be 82. Low is going to be 68. We got a 30% chance of rain all the way till about 5 p.m., and then it should be cleared for the rest of the day. So you got us until 11 o'clock. We don't have any guests, so let us know if you want to be one. IRLoneStar.com slash MWLS for contact information. We do love you when you uh, message us on Facebook Live during the show because we do have Skippy on the keyboard. And uh, we also have a phone number you can call in anytime, 936-647-3776. We do have a bunch of guests this week, just not today. So keep an eye on our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for more info on that kind of stuff. All right. So. Breaking news. Really? Yeah, do the. We really need. Breaking news. Dropping a beat here. Multiple sources have verified that Winnie Mandela has passed away. So what is her underground name? Because you said she's like a, she hired assassins and stuff like that, hit squad. So she's got to have like a, like you know the steel the steel dragon, you know, so whatever they call. Well, she was the mother of New South Africa. Then she became known as the mugger of New South oh, Africa. Yeah? Uh, so this is a very polarizing figure for, and a lot of younger people don't know, but uh, for for many years, South Africa was under what's called apartheid, which was basically uh, the, the worse than. Pre 1960 civil rights movement in America, blacks were just fifth class citizens. Um, extraordinarily racist society, condoned by the government. Uh, Nelson Mandela was imprisoned for 27 years as a political prisoner, and his wife Winnie, for that 27 years, positioned herself as this very stalwart. You know, stop apartheid. You know, she was the voice, getting her husband out, and. He finally did. 27 years later, he was released. At that point, her um, uncompromising methods and her refusal to uh, you know, for, forgive people. And he, he's preaching reconciliation and, like, hey, let's build a new future. And she's like, no. She had a bad attitude towards it. And like, no, these people must pay. This people must pay. And actually kept it going. It's like she'd been fighting for 27 years on a racial thing that once the racial thing was over, she suddenly didn't have a job. So she could have become like the new first lady because uh, Nelson Mandela was elected president. You know, this, this huge upset was was elected president of South Africa. And um, so, she, I mean, she had a lot of run-ins with authorities and it just totally undermined her reputation as a fighter and more as a, like a, uh, um, I don't want to say rabble rouser. But anyhow, 
she was part of history. A lot of people probably don't even know about that. If you look at like the first Lethal Weapon movie, first one or two, you'd see stuff about it. and uh-huh. apartheid. In fact, Lethal Weapon Two was all about that, and and just to think that we actually had that in the modern time. I mean, not in the '60s, but very much a global thing. And I know America gets gets blamed for a lot, but we got rid of that 20 years before apartheid even got close. So when he's gone, research her. Love her, hate her, you can't ignore her. Another person who passed away yesterday was Stephen Bochco, who is the producer and creator of many shows like NYPD Blue, Hill Street Blues, Cop Rock. Did you ever see Cop Rock? No. Did you hear about that? No. It was a a cop drama, but it was a musical. It lasted probably, if it lasted six episodes, I'm Huckleberry Finn. I liked it personally. It was so different. It was so out there. Uh, but yeah, so he was a, uh, a Bochco. You, you got your big ones in the 70s and 80s like Bochco, Stephen J. Canal, um, Glenn Larson. Glenn Larson, who did Knight Rider and Battlestar Galactica and Airwolf. Uh, Canal did a lot of the uh, um, procedurals. But anyhow, uh, I wonder when Cop Rock. Uh, ran 1990. It only ran for 1990. Yeah, how do you expect me to know this kind of stuff? Because it was I was awesome. four years old then. Oh, they actually made 11 episodes. It actually made it to 11 episodes. I'm really, I don't know if they got, all got aired, but it was just weird seeing, you know, cops and stuff <laughs> breaking into song and dance. They've done a few of those. Rarely do they work. Although I like, did you see Gallivant? No. Yeah, that was funny. That was a comedy. Musical comedy about a knight in shiny armor. A lot of a lot of in jokes on that one. Anyhow, so I, well, I brought it down with a couple of deaths. What do you got? Uh, reaffirm life. Well, Dick. which which uh, I had a question for you. Yeah, uh, there was a report of cars hitting over 150 miles an hour on interstates, and cops won't chase them anymore. And I'm thinking to myself, say you're a racer, and they see you racing, so they get your license plate. And they're like, hey, we don't want to endanger anybody while you're doing your little shindig, so we're not going to chase you. But now we know where you are, like where you live, like mm-hmm. eventually. So you got to prove they were driving. Okay. So that's the only way to do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. If they got a photo, if the guy went through a toll booth and got his photo snagged, then he or she, I'm presuming it's a guy driving, he or she is nailed. Um, but other than that, you can just say, oh, my car got stolen. I didn't even realize it until I went out. Two hours later. Is that why they pursued that guy a couple weeks ago who's going like five miles an hour in Houston? Mm Mm-hmm. Because he wasn't going. (laughs) If only he was going faster. That's right. Another another 146 miles and you would have been out of there. So what is 150 miles an hour like the magic number? If I'm being chased and I'm trying to get my Corolla up, like 148, 149, come on, you can do it, you can do it. I don't know. And that's one thing I always wondered because, I mean, certain uh, cities have different rules. And when you have someone who has the ability to go 150 miles an hour on an open road, then, I mean, that's— That was a Mustang, wasn't it? Wow. Well, a couple years ago, uh, the former—one of the former Houston police chiefs put out this mandate to his cops saying if a bad guy basically breaks the speed limit, don't don't follow. You don't want to hurt anybody. So if he's driving erratically or breaking the speed limit, let him go. Because and then we'll just pick him up later. Yeah, yeah. That's how that works. But no, I saw that. It had me thinking. You know, uh, like the 
OJ thing, how that you know famous race. And I wonder, would you think if he hit 150, they would let him go with all that media attention? Uh, well. Well, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, I can get, like, one cop car going, oh, man, this guy's really speeding. Hey, this guy's really speeding. We're going to do our normal procedures, not pursue him. But, like, when that scenario, there was, like, what, 40 cops after this dude? Right. Now, but he, now bear in mind, he was in Los Angeles where it's impossible to get over 50 miles an hour. This traffic's just, there's no way you can do Let's it. Let's say hypothetically, say he got there. Say he got to, like, the, the one interstate that nobody was I on. think if he actually done that, then he would have, um, he would have been found guilty of the crime the 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 whole thing was it it looks like his because his friend was driving he wasn't driving he was in there and his friend was trying to talk him off the ledge as it were and maybe you know because oj was found with a weapon cash and a disguise and apparently he was telling his friend get me to the airport so looks pretty guilty but since he didn't break the law in regards to speeding or or refuse you know the worst thing was he refused to be pulled over he refused to pull over when the cops first put on their lights other than that he i think even when he changed lanes he used his blinker yeah so if there had been like a chase to that kind of suggests guilt a high-speed chase and i think that that would have been brought into it like when you were uh, fleeing the police at 120 miles an hour in your white ford bronco you know, the jury's going to pay attention. It's something else that they have to pay attention to. But at this point, it's, well, while you were following the speed limit for an hour and a half, it, it actually helped him. You see, I, that that whole case seems so suspicious to me. Because, no, mainly because all the details, they try to nitpick on everything. Like, if you look at the way they speak to each other about like, what they're like exactly what you were talking about. Like, really, why are we sitting here arguing about what he was doing during the during the pursuit he they try to avoid police officers several times why are we having a discussion about Mm -hmm. is it okay that he did it this was a case of getting the right lawyer for your defense and getting the worst lawyer for the uh for the prosecution marcia clark i'm not qualified legally but she really (laughs) dropped the ball (laughs) and from my humble i mean i bet did she quit after that I no. imagine she did. I imagine that. I like, think she went on the speaking, uh, the speaking um, tour. How not to win? <laughs> yeah, right. Here with some mornings, Lone Star. We gotta take a quick sponsor break, folks. When we come back, more, more, more of us. Centurion Wealth Advisors is a veteran-owned business that focuses on building and preserving our clients' wealth while guiding them to achieve their financial goals. This is where your concerns get addressed and help you start to breathe easier. Discover us in downtown Conroe, Texas. Visit our website at centurionwa.net or reach us by phone at 936-756-1974. Centurion Wealth Advisors. Now let's get your financial house in order. All right, welcome back. Morning's Lone Star. 936-647-3776 is the call-in message line. It's 940. Coming up next will be a music break, but right now we're going to talk a little bit about New York and London. And there was a, a thing came out. New York, London, Paris, Munich? 
What's that? Is that a song? Yeah. Oh, pop music by him. New York, London, Paris. Again, music. You, do, you do these pop culture references that were probably somewhere between the 80s and 90s, and I was only four years old in 1990s, so you can't. Have you ever Have you ever listened to classical music or big band? I bet you have. Just because it was before your time doesn't mean you can't listen well, to it. Well, didn't we already agree that whatever you say, just know that I probably have never seen it and just accept that? Oh, I gotta. I, so I gotta turn you on to M and pop music. It's his song with Brian uh, Brian Eno. I think okay. put it together. He was a very famous record producer. Anyhow, okay. So moving on, London and New York. Yeah, there was a report that came out that apparently London has more deaths for murder rates, basically. But but Dick, then there New are York. no guns allowed in London. How can this be? Well, I don't know about that. I just I thought that was kind of kind of strange because I guess I didn't really thought of New York being that bad. I think Chicago is the only one that I, you kind of keep seeing headlines about. Well, here's the, right, right. Well, here's the headline: It's London guns are banned. There are knife deaths. There are more knife deaths in London now than there are gun deaths in New York. But how about overall? How about murders? Yeah. So murders. regardless how they got murdered, there were there's more murders right. in London. Mm-hmm. So I'm not trying to make this a political. Thing. Right, but trying. I agree with you, but basically, it doesn't matter how someone murders someone else; it's a murder. Yeah, and so it just comes back to the point: if we need to stop this, we need to find the right arguments. And it's not how many bullets can fit into a chamber or how many blades can fit In up a, a sleeve. Yeah, it's it's there are issues, and the the method is really not or that or the New York. Establishment, the police, everyone—they're doing a good job. They are. So how about that? They are. That could be it. And, uh, and I watch Blue Bloods. I know what they do. They're I mean, I don't cool. even know if London has a police department. <laughs> I mean, you figure they wouldn't because there's no guns. So they're like, all right, whatever. Well, they have. Yeah, they have, they have investigators. It's called Scotland Yard. Is that actually their police, or is that the? Well, it's the London Metropolitan Police. Okay. It's part of Scotland Yard. Okay. Scotland Yard is like police central. Of the entire king, like United Kingdom, mm-hmm. or what? Okay. Yeah. And uh, but yes, yes, they have bobbies. They have, uh, they have their version of like the FBI and the CIA. Uh, you, you have CI five, which is civilian intelligence five. That's kind of like the FBI. Then you have MI five, which is um, more NSA military intelligence five. Then you have MI six, of course, which is the Secret Service, which is their version of the CIA. And that's where you get James Bond. Okay. So, yeah. So, more people dying in London now with knives. Stop it, people. It's uncool. Yeah. And you would also mention off the air that, because I was talking about Winnie Mandela uh, passing away, but you said there's more stuff coming out of South Africa. Yeah, there's a there's a report this lady got sent to jail for two years for racist comments. Yeah, well, after right. apartheid, you know, they established some pretty hefty laws about that to keep it from happening again. So it's just it's interesting that more and more stories like this are coming out because I know we talked about that one guy who taught his dog to do something inappropriate, and he was he's might be going to jail for it, and it was a joke. But then this lady was like a real, a real like I mean racist. So she's <laughs> I think it's just kind of crazy when people think about free speech. We've been watching that Handmaid's Tale. And I haven't seen it. It's interesting. It, it kind of gets you thinking, but then it's also one of those shows that takes a lot of liberties, uh, especially like how 
the the background of the of the story is a Christian movement happens like a rebellion happens within the United States and then they take over parts of the United States basically they abolish the constitution and they somehow take over like there was some physical fighting but then a lot of it just kind of transferred over and then basically women don't have rights they can't own they can't own property they basically have no social status they're either they're either uh, concubines and for for birth and that's it mm-hmm and it's it, the only thing I don't like about it in this in that sense was it, it they try to make it like it is today, and I'm like I really don't think that could happen today, like the way the way they portray it. Now I could see like you know the country shifting, but I mean, if anyone ever tried to take, you couldn't tell women they couldn't have property rights. That's something's going to happen more than just like oh we're going to be okay with it. Here's the thing: there are more women than men. Just get them, rock the vote, and there you go. Well, no, I'm just look at the way they, yeah, because I can see because this is actually based off a story written, I believe, in the '80s. Mm-hmm. So I can see it happening, like say, like right after World War II, or when you're trying to create a story like this. I can see that happening because everything's kind of unstable at the time, and no one really knows. You know, the Red Scare. You know, those kind of things are easily unbalanced. Uh, could could balance the government? I mean, but. Uh, but yeah, the show's actually itself pretty good. But it got me thinking about what's going on in South Africa and going on over there in England. And it's one of those things like, when do you realize you're you're not going in the right direction? Because do you think a lot of this stuff is the right direction for a lot of these countries where you get in trouble for your free speech? Well, see, that's that's or, why for, I'm not, not free speech for your speech. Right. Well, that's why I'm not a fan of whenever someone says, you know, compare U.S. healthcare to Norway's healthcare. You can't compare. They're completely. You got to take the whole country into account. The population. The landmass, the the uh, economy, the industries—if they have a military or not. <clears throat> Lately, we were talking about how, or we we weren't, but it was going out there in Japan. You, you know, there are very little gun deaths. This because after they surrendered in World War II, they could they had no more military. They weren't allowed to have one anymore. Okay. So. Excuse me, I'm sorry. I had that. Are you okay? Yeah, no, I got like allergies going today. This is a poopy. You're really stuff. killing our flow. Uh, no, I'm sorry. But no, I would. I you know I'm thinking about in the future, especially with like states can kind of decide their own thing. And as we as a country, what do we do about this kind of stuff? Because social media is really under fire about spreading this kind of hatred. And that's actually uh, in one of the articles about London why they're having so much uh, problems with murder is they they connect it to social media. And apparently, a lot of the people they who are who are getting who are being murdered are somehow starting a feud online, and they find each other somehow in real life, and then they continue the feud, but in a physical way. And that's what he was saying. Like that's like one of the one number one reasons why people are doing this in in London is because of social media. Now, do you think that's something that here we we go through? No, because the number one thing that people do here on social media, if you get too offended, I'm unfriending you. Yeah. And and that's pretty much it. You know, unfriend me. If you, if you voted for him or her, unfriend me. Or that's A. Or B is someone says uh, something. Well, I'm unfriending you because of this and that. And that's as far as it gets. Most people, we are a very social country. Yes. Um, and so... I may politically disagree with a good number of, of very good friends of mine, and I think we just learned not to. Well, not only do we not talk about it, but we also know this isn't all of me. I may be fiscally conservative. That doesn't make me a, you know, bigot or or whatever. And, and I have friends who are are liberal, but that doesn't make them communists. So it's just a matter of I, I think 
good discourse. Okay. That's my thought on it. That makes sense. I mean, I just I think it's crazy to go all the way to the extreme of going to jail over that kind of stuff. Now, the woman in South Africa, that might be because, like you said, after that turn of event, was it called the Abbot? What would you call it? The Abathur? Apartheid. Apartheid. I mean, like that, they put those in the laws. So I think if you're wor- working in a society, you kind of know, like, hey, don't say those kind of things, especially on social media where no one forgets. So, and plus it's like just proof right there. Hey. But we'll be right back. We're going to have a music break. You listen to Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That's Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on the computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. A Lone Star Community Radio, broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. Hello, welcome back. Mornings with Lone Star with Dick and Skippy. He's still Dick. I am still Skippy. It's Monday, April the 2nd. We are well into spring right now, 10.07. Up to 73 degrees. High today of 84. Gonna gonna be kind of cloudy today and tomorrow. Only a 1% chance of rain, though, so that's pretty good. So off the air, you, Dick, you were telling me about movies you watched. They were good movies, huh? Yeah, I saw a movie called Adore over the weekend. Uh, I got a whiff of it because of how ridiculous the movie is. And it had a, like, a good director, good cinematographer, good actors and actresses. It's on Netflix if you want to watch it. It has a, a great topic. And uh, <laughs> I still can't believe it, like someone made the movie. But it's just funny. Now it's not about... Because you, know, you know some movies out there that try to be artsy... Like, push the boundaries of the topic or the themes or the relationships between the people. Right. This one, like, you could tell they were trying to do it, but then I actually, I was stupid enough to ask Holly this. I go, do you think they're kind of telling you what people in Australia do? Because there's some things that, you know, uh, you know, Australia is a lot different than here. Like, for example, in, in a couple of the scenes, the young, the young boys are drinking alcohol with the mothers. And I'm like, wait a second, they're like 17. I guess that's just normal there. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but there's a cut, like, yeah, because an age is a big deal in the movie. Y'all need, if you don't know what we're talking about, just look it up, and you'll see the plot of it. I don't want to talk about it over the air, because I'm going to review it for uh, the ticket set this week. I, well, I will say this, and there's no spoilers on the plot or anything, but uh, the original novel is called The Grandmothers, and it's said to be based on a true incident. I mean, yeah. It's, it's a wild. Adore. Incident. Look it up on imdb.com. It, it's you'll on see Netflix what we're talking about. for streaming. It's, it's, it's great. But yeah, outside that, Ready Player One came out, so that that was a a pretty big deal. Now a lot of people said that it was so different from the book that when they enjoyed the book, they didn't enjoy the movie as much. I did not even know it was a book. So this is, can you give me a rundown of the plot again? There's a virtual world of all anything. the. I don't know anything about know, it. Nothing about. I just it. know there's an oasis. So there's like a VR world because the real world sucks. So everyone goes on VR world called the Oasis. 
but they all the VR world appears to be like all the Spielberg films. Because this is a well, Spielberg film about Spielberg films, right? No, it's like it's just it's all about culture, pop culture, not mm. just Spielberg films. Because I saw Back to the Future and Jaws and Raiders of the Lost Ark. They, they figure prominently. Probably a little love letter to Steven Spielberg. We love you, man. Make more movies. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what, what you got. That's what I got for, for Ready Player One. Well, see, I have no concept of what it's about. So, yeah, I, I don't know if I'm going to go see that movie. I don't know. Ready, Ready Player One? Yeah. I don't really. I mean, well, I do like, you think I, your cohorts on the ticket stub would? I bet they did. I bet one of them did. But then again, like, I think that there's like fanboys of Steven Spielberg and they'll go see whatever he makes. But then again, it's like, I feel like his movies, there's a really a lot to take in. And I, like, I really don't have the emotional capacity right now to sit and watch a movie you got to save all your emotions for your impending nuptials yeah it's all about a door that's what uh all about a door i'm telling you that movie there there's a scene where they uh they're about two best friends growing up together and everyone thinks they're gay and so they have this australian accent they're like oh they think we're lesos and it's like it made me laugh every time i heard it i was like this just sounds so bizarre but uh no offense to those who live in Australia, because you know, if anything, that movie made me want to move to Australia, because it's like they created this utopia on the beach. It's beautiful every day, but I thought it was really hot. <laughs> so, Australia. Now, it reminds me actually of a uh, there's an Australian zombie movie that had an alien twist in it at the end. I think. Oh, yes, it was called Undead. Okay. And it was really good. It had a lot of humor behind it. Uh, it was a zombie movie where this meteor shower comes and and turns a lot of people into zombies. But some people, they find out, are being suspended up, you know, in the clouds in, like, these shimmery cocoons. And so they're killing all these zombies. And then the, the twist at the end is that they realize that some aliens have come before them to, to save these people, put them up in, in these cocoons, and that the zombies will come back to you know, normal once uh, once this meteor shower is over. So they've been killing people that, zombies that will actually become people again. But then it's got a little twist at the end that one zombie, the, the aliens leave, and there's one person left who becomes a zombie, so the implication is it could actually start a real zombie apocalypse. But it's pretty funny. There's this one scene where the the your stereotypical survivalist is he's for some reason, I can't remember, but he strips butt naked and he's in this, uh, uh, store and these bad guys show up and he whips out two guns. He reaches behind him and pulls out two guns and they're trying to figure out where he got them from. And that's, that's how hardcore survivalist he is. So undead, you want to watch a good fun, uh, zombie movie from Australia. There you go. So you watch undead. I'll watch a door and we'll compare notes. Okay, I yeah, can do that. I can, can do, do that. that. But yeah, uh, outside that movie, that that's the, I'm supposed to go see the uh, on the waterfront with Ooh, uh, Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando could have been a contender. I haven't seen it, so I'm, seen I'm it. interested in it. And uh, it's a good movie. Yeah, the uh, Kazan was the director. Uh, there, there's a scene where they're in a cab, and they couldn't actually afford the. Uh, the budget was so low that they just kind of put blinds in the rear window of the cab so you wouldn't have to show what was happening outside. And they just kind of rocked the the back seat a bit. 
good movie. I, I like that one. I need to find some more. Um, I've, I've been actually going through a lot of Amazon Prime and Netflix and Hulu movies because mm-hmm. I'm still not at, at home yet, but getting close. My goodness, I stopped by the house over the weekend. The new contractors doing awesome work. I'm very happy with that. Because I, I want you to come yeah, over. I think there's me. a lot of people in the same boat as you, though. Absolutely. Um, again, I got very fortunate that, that despite my woes, I got uh, the insurance to, to back them up. A lot of people are still going on um, uh, without that. In fact, uh, FEMA has extended the hotel stay again pretty much through the end of April. That shows how many people are still in need of housing, which is uh, very uh, very sobering when you think about it, actually. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't want to end on a bummer. we got to find something fun to talk well, about. We'll now. find it after the short sponsored Sponsor break. break. Okay. You're listening to Morning's Lone Star. We'll be right back. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com slash sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your question. Get seen on TV or YouTube and heard on our podcast, FM, and internet radio. Sponsor your local radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. Welcome back. Morning's Lone Star, Dick and Skippy. It is Skippy here. Dick is to my left. Plate glass window to my front. And City of Conroe to my right. Wall to my back, but that's not important right now. It is 1018 on Monday, April the 2nd. Already getting up to 73. Going to get another 11 degrees in. But it's going to get down to 60 tonight. Not too shabby. Um, 1% chance of rain for today and tomorrow. Wednesday, going to be nice and clear, but down back down to the 70s. It looks like uh, we're flirting with the 80s for the, the rest of the week. So I think spring is already segueing into summer. When I say segue, I don't mean the really cool uh, um, segue, you, you know, the, the, the roller thing. Dick, that's something I saw over the uh, weekend. I know you've been talking about wanting the little segue with the iPad on it to go to meetings for you. Oh, yeah. There's actually for sure. there's a company now that apparently... They will put people, instead of a Segway, they'll put like an iPad helmet over someone and the person will go into the meeting for you. And <laughs> same basic premise, but you don't have to shell out for a Segway, just minimum wage for an intern. Okay, John, raise your hand. John, raise your hand. Okay, good. All right. All right. Grab, I thought you'd like that one. Grab that coffee and throw it on this guy to your right. He's mean. Well, yeah, I guess, I guess if that went down, who could you sue? Do you sue the person actually throwing it, the intern, or do you sue the person whose iPad is telling him to do it? Yeah. What was interesting about you know the technology and everything, we're, there was a report from Sinclair Broadcasting. They kind of got uh, busted in a sense that all their news stations 
we're repeating the same dialogue, basically the same script. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's just to save money. They have one guy in the writer's room, and he's like, hey, let's do this general piece about this thing and send it to all 70 news stations. But it's a kind of a – if you look up on YouTube, just type in Sinclair Broadcasting Montage, and it's just collections of all local news, kind of like Channel 13 and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and they're just repeating the same script. So would you say this is kind of like an oops, we got caught because we are propaganda, or you think it's, hey, it costs so much money to hire individual writers – or is it journalistic integrity where they are too lazy to do some some news on their own? I, th- I think it's a bit of laziness, but ordered by management because th- they have to make the profits. This is the problem that that news corporations are public. They're publicly traded. They answer to stockholders. So you mm-hmm. got to find ways to get the most profit. Um, there was a great little line in that, that TV show called The Newsroom where this news anchor is talking about the history of why there's evening news. And basically... The FCC allowed for free airwaves if they said you must give one hour, don't uh, dedicate one hour an evening for news. And that's where that started. What they should have said is for free because what happens is now you get shock, uh, stockholders and um, advertisers and trying to outdo the other for the, for the ratings where it doesn't matter. So I think it's lazy journalism, but it's been ordered by management. And here's the thing. In a situation like this, they're not dumb. They know that people are going to be going, hey, wait a minute. This is the same news story. So I don't think it's some big. But who watches multiple news sources for local news? And I can get it if it's like the big dogs. But it doesn't take a mental giant to say, okay, you know, I'm I'm in New York and and I'm talking to a friend in San San Diego or or somebody posts, uh, you know, forwards a story because it's like, oh, forward the story on social media. So let's say I have a friend in New York and they, they, forward the story and I look at it, it's like, wait, I heard the same thing on channel 13 and then I respond to it and the other friends are, hey, I'm out in California. And it doesn't it doesn't take long for, for that to peel away. So I don't think they're dumb. I don't think there was some conspiracy behind it. Uh, this is nothing new, actually. It, it's kind of, the, I think it's the headline right now because it's the same news story was kind of right-leaning. Um, so a lot of the the left leaning media is going look they do it too, which is I'm, I'm kind of personally sick of that. The uh, it's okay for us to do it because they did it or they did it so we can do it. Um, a lot of the same stories being told night after night, day after day, almost verbatim. Uh, I know that Fox News they like to do a weekly thing where they'll they'll choose a word or a phrase and do a montage of every media outlet that week who used it, and you'll see it's the same thing. Uh, uh, remember when collusion was big or cabal or canard and all of a sudden everyone was using these words from out of nowhere no one had ever heard of them before so well, I think it also it, it also you're trying to cater to an audience and that audience wants to hear that word because they can connect they get it like oh yeah collusion yeah 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 and but so, no one knew collusion beforehand even a lot of the anchors well I know but that's what I'm saying like canard or cabal they all seem to be C words but I thought it, the thing that I find interesting is I've I've been in part of inside a, a local news station, mm-hmm. a, a couple of them actually, just because I like to check them out. I have friends working there, some reporters, and like the reporters, for example, their job is literally to write everything, like mm-hmm. everything they're doing. Most it depends on what this is in every news station, but the one I'm talking about, for example, when she did her news segment, she'd write the intro, write the outro, and do all the journalistic 
right. interviews. And so when they, you know, when they had their, I forgot what they called it, but like when they put it in the can, it's there. It's their original thought for it's that, the, that yeah, thing. It's the package. Yes. So it's kind of strange to me that the communication from the top dogs goes all the way down to these individual stations, basically saying, hey, you have to do this. Because I get, I bet you want, there's at least one station that says, well, we don't have time for that. Like, we're doing our own. We're already, we're already on our own little on But our they're own all packages. owned by the parents. Well, that's what I'm saying. So that's what, that's what kind of st- strange to me is not that they're doing it, but the, that's something that is part of the job where it's like, hey, we don't really care about what you're doing. you got to say this package because we want to control a thought on collusion or we want to. Well, they, they couch it instead of saying we want to th- control the thought. What they say is I'm not paying you to work for 12 hours on a story for five minutes of broadcast. I'm going to pay you for an hour and we're going to pay Bob in the central office to write the same story for everybody. And so it's a money-saving venture, but you can do the local stuff. And if you notice, so the only things that are being written nowadays by this reporter are the hyper-local things, mm-hmm. the local team or local scout troop doing doing their thing. A lot of it is is down to it's because certain corporate. So you got Sinclair, you got Ghana, you've got all these major corporations, Hearst, uh, Huffington. Yeah, and of course each one has their own agenda. Sinclair has a right-leaning agenda. Well, when, I think you use, when you use the word agenda, it's, that's not the right way to say it. I think, it's, I think it's more of it's run by a group of people. Like, there's an editor, mm-hmm. and that editor, you know, he might have a belief. Well, even the editor, he takes his or her cue from Well, I mean, yeah, whoever runoff. owns it. They have whoever owners. owns it. They have owners. There is, is there a newspaper out there or a news organization that's owned by the people? Kind of like the Green Bay Packers kind of thing? No. Like Lo- yeah, but they'd be like a local newspaper, well, almost no, like a well, newsletter. Yeah. Uh, well, here, oh yeah, Channel Thirty Nine. Have you ever seen Newsfix? No. You talking about the CW? Mm-hmm. Okay. What what is that? Okay, Newsfix. They have no anchors. Uh, all the stories are, are are done by by crews that go out looking for stories. You can call and say this happened. Uh, I was actually on one of those a long time ago after after flooding, and there's no agenda in the sense in that sense. That it's not a reporter either parroting what home office told him or her or putting their personal slant on it. This was, hey, this one down here. So it's a lot of short videos, news videos mm-hmm. of, of stories and events that have happened. I like it. It's very different because you don't have the high-priced talent that you're paying them well, that's what Well, million. that's what I loved about the uh, Sinclair montage we were talking about because you can hear the tones of who who is a scripted anchor and who is like oh I have to read this oh my gosh because some of them like you know I'm talking about mm-hmm. the way they the way they convey a message to you is very endearing mm-hmm. and you know it's like they're they're just really heartfelt and you know they're acting it's actually really funny because they're saying the same words they're the same like ten words each person if you close your eyes and just kind of think about what they're saying the way they're saying it it's really funny to see the high priced ones like you know be more convincing instead of because the video has all of them at the same time. What I think would be funnier and more profound, and this is for the theater director and me, is to have them one right after another. Because we've had, um, for auditions, like 10 people will come in a row and they've chosen the same monologue mm-hmm. or something. And so they're, they're saying the same words, but it's how they present them that makes all the difference in the world. So I'd love to see that. I need to watch well, the Sinclair video. Yeah, do you, do you think that kind of control really does have an effect on people? Like, if I had the ability to control 50 news markets... Do you really think whatever agenda or whatever, I, like you say, 
how do you think it could directly change people's views today? I'm not talking about you know 100 years ago or 50 years ago because that's already happened. What do you think about today? What do you, how do you think that they're controlling it? Uh, they get to choose what stories to even make it on the air. Because like right now, no one's talking about the caravan of a thousand illegal immigrants working their See, way I still don't believe that story. through Mexico into. Uh, I mean, is there like is there is, a, is there a drone on it right now? Are we is there a tracking? Is there an app we can track the caravan? I'm sure what, there is. I think the story doesn't make any sense to me. I want but, to. You know, let's let's talk about that story when we come back. Sounds good. Because I feel like you're you're making stuff up again. <laughs> so. Uh, you're listening to Morning's Lone Star, IRLoneStar.com. We will be back after this music break. Hey, guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, check out the Ticket Stub Podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. Hello, welcome back. Mornings with Lone Star, 1038. Yeah. 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 Kippy had a muffin. He's feeling a lot better now. I think. Yeah, I, you were slow. You are dragging think, today. I think my third ex-wife gave me her hypoglycemia. Awful. That's probably did it on purpose, too. But, yeah, had a muffin, and I'm feeling good. We need to start the day all over again. All perky and stuff. It's up to 75 degrees, another 9 degrees to go, and then we're going to call it a day temperature-wise. Uh, tomorrow I'm going to get up to 83, but then Wednesday and Thursday down to the mid-70s. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of bouncing all over the place. <gasps> Global warming, cooling, who knows? Climate change. I just know that weather is all over the map right now. Off the air, Dick and I were talking about movies like uh, 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 Waterworld or Children of Men where, or A Handmaid's Tale where you got to ask how they got there. My problem with Waterworld was that it would have taken hundreds, if not thousands of years. They would have come up with solutions. Colonize Mars, something, you know, build underwater cities, mm-hmm. something like that. It just, you don't wake up one morning and all of a sudden the whole water. Or the well, whole it was enough time where a man was physically mutated to breathe underwater. So mm-hmm. you can imagine how long that took. Right. I absolutely agree. And, and that, so the Exxon Valdez, uh, oil is the only, the a broken oil tanker is the only boat left on the entire planet as the water levels rise so do all the ships that go with it the planet would be populated galore with all these princess cruise liners <laughs> i Seriously. guess i mean maybe there were so maybe. many plot holes in that not even funny uh, uh dick was yes. remarking on like in handmaid's tale how people would let something like that happen well, where rights are taken it, it, away so drastically. Well, in the show itself, like they try to do their best, but it's it's hard to make those kind of statements. Like, uh, for example, one day she gets fired. All women get fired from their jobs. They there was zero explanation, and then when they get home, all her assets are frozen. And basically, they made a law that women couldn't own property. They couldn't have a bank account. They could cha- transfer their money to their husband or their next male of kin. And I'm thinking, all right, if that happened overnight, I mean, granted, that could happen, right? You know, whatever reason. 
like immediately that wouldn't be okay. There'd be that would not be okay. There'd be a backlash. Yeah, from men and women alike. Because you get rid of one class, it's like okay, who's next? So no one would feel safe. You'd fight it very hard. And that's one thing I was just kind of like, I don't really know about the show. I don't know about the show, but people love it. They do. Yeah. But I've yet to see a single episode. So. You know, we're talking about the caravan you keep, you know, misinforming people about. <laughs> and so we finally did a little bit more research. Yeah, on, we did some uh, research. So the caravan basically is, folks, if you're wondering what we're talking about, uh, there was a report in some news stations and then also from our president talking about the caravan. Well, apparently there's a group of a thousand plus people coming from Central America up to here. And basically they're going to claim asylum. They're part of a nonprofit group that helps put, the, they help put this on every year. And it's to help people escape whatever tragedy they're facing in Central America. Right. The group is an organization called Pueblos on Fronteras, and I know I mangled that one, but it's People Without Borders. This is the fifth annual journey of, of uh, migrants, is, is how they're being referred to, that planned, as Dick said, seek asylum in the United States. So most of them are from Honduras, where, of course, it is horrible down there. They're coming through Mexico. Mexico is basically just parted, you know, the Red Sea, letting them come up. And the plan is, and this is something that's been going on for years, but it's just in the news this year, to make it to the U.S. border and claim or request asylum. From that moment, they must be taken into custody while their asylum request is okay. gone over. This could take years. And you typically with uh, immigration situation the way it is, they're released into the host country, say, okay, while we're waiting to see if you have asylum, have asylum, while we figure it out and of course and these people will integrate themselves into society hopefully work hard but you know they will integrate themselves maybe have children in which case they are you know the political asylum is no longer germane because they have what some call an anchor baby so this is why trump is talking about the nuclear option saying that this is a broken thing all someone has to do is come up to the border Say, I want asylum, and then basically the, it's free ride all the way through from that moment on. It may be a little bit more complicated. A little, yeah, I am severely you're probably, dumbing You probably down. have no idea. I mean, you ever been there? You ever seen it? Uh, I grew up in going to lots of different countries. <laughs> so that, that, that kind of cleared it up. So there you go. Yeah. We don't, we don't have to worry about that anymore, right? But it'll be interesting to see what happens because when they actually make it to the border, the U.S. border from Mexico, stuff's going to happen. You know, you, they're just not going to get turned away. Yeah, well, I mean, if, if they, there is, are you saying we shouldn't have asylum seekers? Oh, we absolutely should have asylum seekers. So maybe seekers. they, because they, they, if you, at the report you were talking about, there was a good percentage got converted to, or got approved for asylum. So it's not like they're just making it up. No. So. And that's the thing. Now, this is, the, the, the whole caravan over the last few years has been designed to shed light on the subject, which is actually what's happening this time around. But to basically, it's not like a thousand people on the same day suddenly realized they were being politically or religiously prosecuted or persecuted, I mean, and decided to uh, start heading north. This is an organized event where people are vetted. And so a lot of these thousand people in the caravan have already been vetted by uh, the organization yeah. to, to make sure that they are. Uh, of the big nothing burger. quality. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how it turns out. Yeah. And, I, you know, I hope this resolves fairly for a lot of people. We're going to take a quick sponsored break. We'll be back. More okay. Lone Star.
The Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service has been dedicated to educating Texans for over a century. In 1915, the Extension Program was established under the federal Smith-Lever Act to deliver university knowledge and agricultural research findings directly to the people. Ever since, AgriLife Extension Programs have addressed the emerging issues of the day, serving diverse populations across the state. Texans turn to Extension for solutions in horticulture, agriculture, 4-H and youth, and family and consumer sciences. Extension agents respond not only with answers, but also with resources and services that result in significant returns on investment to boost the economy. Join us Fridays at one o'clock for the AgriLife Extension Hour. Welcome back. It's 1047. We're in our final few minutes. So Dick, you know, the romantics, the group is playing. Uh, they were known as a one hit wonder, but this actually was their number, their second one hit. You know what they, they were best known for? What? The I hear the secrets that you sleep you keep when you're talking in your sleep. Oh, same group. You really don't know anything nope. before 1980. I told you, every time you say something, just know that I don't know what you're talking about. I got to edumacate you, boy. I got, you got to learn some good stuff, some music stuff. So uh, we got to be closing down the show today. Uh, we will let you know tomorrow. We do have a special guest. We're going to learn a lot about bugs tomorrow. We're bugs? Gonna, yeah, we're going to have Craig Williams in the studio. He's going to talk about the mosquito issues in Montgomery County and how homeowners can better enjoy the outdoors this spring. Awesome. So he'll be in tomorrow around 10, so that's going to be a cool interview. I like bugs, so we'll learn more about that. You like bugs? Yeah. There are some movies that I'll pass on to you then from the 70s, some really bad horror movies. Like one was called Bugs. I've probably seen them all because, you know, I'm just kidding. No, I've probably <laughs> not seen one movie that you're talking probably about. Probably not one. But uh, so that's happening tomorrow. Uh, yeah, right now we're going to be closing down the show. Your weather report for the next couple of days. It looks like it's going to rain pretty much tomorrow all the way through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So expect this week of rain all week. And uh, right now it's 71 degrees outside. The high is going to be 82. Low is going to be 68. And 40% chance of rain around 2 p.m. today. So outside that, that's it for me. You got anything, closing arguments, anything you want to talk about or you want to lie to the listeners about? Is this a real picture I saw where Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter are in the, the Bill and Ted phone booth that they're going to do a new movie? Yeah, they're doing a new movie, yeah. Awesome. It's already, I think it's in production. Is it in production? They already got the script and everything. Cool. I'm actually looking forward to that one then. Yeah, the no, remember I told you they were talking about getting Death back? They got actor? Uh William I forgot who the actor was, but there uh there was like a petition to get him back and apparently the writer and one of the producers made a comment about it. So Cool. That looks like good I thought it was kind of apocryphal till I saw the photo. And so kudos to Keanu Reeve for actually going back to his roots and, and because think about Alex Winter. What's he done? He, he, he was one of the vampires in Lost Boys, and Bill, or Ted, which one was he? I have no idea. He was either Bill or Ted, and that, that was it for Alex, so good on them. But yeah, uh, ending on a, on a high note, I am looking forward to the new Bill and Ted movie. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, we're sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, Conroe Coffee, and Centurion Wealth Advisors, so special thanks to those guys. Thank you. Uh, don't forget, we podcast every episode. We do have several guests this week, so make sure to follow us on Facebook, 
Morning's Lone Star. We're getting ready for the next show. Your talk radio show will be the weekly business hour with Rick Schisler. And then, of course, we have Conroe Culture News at 12. And then we have Nerd Thug Radio today. What? 2 o'clock. Yeah. What? And then, of course, Rick the Reluctant Cowboy and the Reverend, Reverend, Reverend <laughs> Julian Shea tonight. All music and talk here on your community radio station. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock. Thank you for checking out this production of Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station. Don't forget to check out this show and many others across the Lone Star Community Radio Network. Either live on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, the Lone Star Internet Radio app, or IRLoneStar.com's live audio stream, and on replay on podcast, Channel 12's Our City TV and Conroe, or Channel 21 KVQT in Houston, and of course their YouTube channel. This production is copyrighted and all rights are reserved by Lone Star Community Radio. Have a question regarding this program or other Lone Star Community Radio shows? Want to sponsor or start your own show? Call the station message line at 936-647-3776 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.